Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine yourself on an island, starting your day drinking fresh coconut water, or swimming under the warm waterfalls after a hike, or even watching the pink sunset while you stretch into your final yoga pose. Join us for our retreat in Zanzibar this December or summer 2023 in St. Lucia. Find all our packages and plans at lobom.com. Use the code RELATABLE to enjoy 20% off. La Boheme Healthfulness Retreats will be the first week of your new life. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women. I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. All right, folks, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Relatable Podcast. And for this episode, we're talking about Exodus. Exodus, what are we talking about Exodus? Blacksodus, they've been calling it. The pandemic <laughs> has brought <laughs> some people's Blacksits, yes. They have brought some people a new kind of awakening. I say, yo, Bondis are coming out of Babylon, you know. I am O-U-T. So we're going to be talking about the journeys some of us have made, some of us are planning to make, those who are scared, those who have been told, what, what are you coming home for, right? Stay in England, stay in Canada, stay in America, right? And those who have that longing desire, that Caribbean dream of always going back home. So folks, welcome, welcome to this episode. And Chantal. Show in what you're saying. <laughs> what you're saying, let's do our weekly check in. We time. did, we did. 
Midday, I'm so excited about this episode, you know. And of course, in my head, I'm singing Exodus, <laughs> movement of people. <laughs> for real, for real. So I, I'm looking forward to this juicy conversation. But my week, yo, my week has flown by. I can't believe that we're on our recording day already, heading towards the weekend. It's been hectic, guys. I'm keeping it real. You know, Island Girls Rock and Hair Pop. I'm collaborating with Hair Pop. We have a beautiful event coming up next weekend. We're screening Shari Petty's Saw Hair documentary. Big movie. Big movie. Big movie. Listen, and this movie was actually made in 2017, Imagine. right? But but because the story is is always going to be relevant. It's always going to be relevant. You know, we dedicated a whole trilogy to black hair, right? To black women's hair and how we feel about hair. And so this film, and of course, you know, Oprah and Tracy Ellis Ross have that beautiful film series that they recently launched. I think it's on Hulu. I think you can watch it on Hulu. So for me, it was like, yo, we've been making films about Mm -hmm. hair. Yep. Right? Yep. We Mm -hmm. did that since 2017. Our girl Shari Petty threw it down. So we're giving that some light in Nevis. We're going to have a wonderful panel speaking about their own personal natural hair journeys, talking about the film. We're going to have giveaways. Yo, we even have a shark tank. Okay. Okay. pitch their businesses it's just gonna be you serious yeah we're having a shark tank man we're giving people one minute elevator pitch time to pitch their business to pitch or even talk about something that they're passionate about and this is something that island girls rock does so if you've ever been to an island girls rock event even down to our tea party at the end of it we have the Island Girls Rock elevator pitch section, right? So we're bringing that to Nevis too. Dominique, who is the founder of Hair Pop, and Hair Pop is an incredible online resource of all Black-owned hair care companies. That is what we're talking about. Right. All paraben-free, nasties-free. She has an online version of the store and an actual bricks and mortar in Nevis whoa okay and she is just amazing she's an island girl nevis and jamaica (laughs) you know can i ask a question what's a paraben because i always see paraben free paraben free paraben free right obviously i'm taking i (laughs) I know it's bad for you but why is it it's bad things it's not i just know it's bad but nasties and chemicals 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 i know it's a chemical but like nasties and like why is why is it bad but it's so many okay let me tell you let me tell you all right Mm -hmm. all right let me my little little knowledge right my little knowledge of parabens is basically it's any chemicals that you can use to preserve things right and chemicals that are man-made Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes for things to last long, you have to put in preservatives, right? Yes. Especially when they have water in them. Yes. Exactly. Well, 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 the preservatives that they use are chemically made. They're made, you know, they're mm-hmm. made man-made stuff in a lab. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't know what they have in. We yeah. don't know. And chemicals yeah. on a whole, especially in cosmetic products, skincare, hair care. Come on now. The long-term effects that they can have on you. On your skin, your skin is your biggest pore, right? Yep. It absorbs everything, yep. even stuff in our environment floating around. 
So if we're using all of our beauty products on a daily basis, right? Think about what you're doing, what you're putting into your skin, what you're putting into your hair. So those things are what we call parabens. I read somewhere that over our lifetime, we absorb five pounds Girl. of chemicals through cosmetics. Maybe through deodorants. All right. Makeup, hair, lotions, right. whatever, whatever. And I'm like, bro, that five pounds of, of, of shit is a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I know people just laugh at me. They say, Lord, Shani, everything you use is natural. You're damn right. Yeah, you're yo. damn right. Okay. Yo, cancer is not I joking. Try, it's community. not everything. I try my best. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I try my best, you know, and I understand when people say, yeah, but these natural things are so much more expensive. And I have yep. myself and my family and I get that too. But I implore you to do your research. And even if it's you make your own shit, make your own shit. Exactly. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Make your things. Make shit. make your body butter. Make your things. Make your things. So yes, we we completely went off on a tangent. Completely, yes. yeah. a necessary <laughs> one though. That's a good one. Good yeah. one. And you <laughs> asked a damn good question, Fiona. Like what? Is Kim Paraben. Right? I seen it everywhere. So, Paraben free. But, I don't know what it, what they're talking about. I mean, I I understood. Okay, it's clearly something mm -hmm. bad. But I just didn't know like what mm. it entailed, you know? So thank you mm. for that edification, mm. my dears. You're so welcome, my love. And so, yes, Dominique is actually going to have a pop-up there so people can purchase products, all natural. And as we now know, paraben-free. We all know mm -hmm. what paraben means now. And yes, we're having the think tank. We're going to have refreshments. And it's in one of the most beautiful venue spaces that we have in Nevis, the Malcolm Gishard Recreational Park. Malcolm Gishard is a much beloved former minister i think i think he may have, let me let me google it before any of these people get back to me i feel like it was sports and culture and youth and stuff like that but um he passed away some years ago but this mm. was one of his last projects that he was leading he was very passionate about creating this park space near to one of our longest stretches of beaches and so mm. the government worked really hard both parties worked really hard to ensure that his his dream was fulfilled right and so now we have this park and they decided well we're going to name it after him right and it is the most beautiful beautiful space it's an inside venue it has an outside amphitheater you know the space for you to just have picnics you could just rock up there's no fee to enter right and then mm -hmm. after you're done liming at the park you walk down to the beach the beach is right there so yeah sounds horrible that's where we're having the event so <laughs> It doesn't adjust. Doesn't like, it? why would I want to come to that? <laughs> but oh you know, God. people people were really were really worried. There's some beautiful trees, flamboyant trees, almond trees, and stuff which were on the acres of land that they created this park on, and people were so concerned that they were going to get rid of the trees, but they did not. Of mm. course, they did not. They had better. So the trees are there in the park. You know, and I understand that one of the trees is centuries, 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 centuries years old. And I can't remember which one in particular or the name of it, but its roots reach all the way into Charlestown. Wow. Is right? that a silk cotton I, tree? I don't know. No, it's not a silk cotton, but I'm going to go and take a picture and um, I'll verify. And I'm sure any divisions listening to this episode will be able to tell us as well, but I'll find out before the next episode mm -hmm. and its roots like this tree, like, yo, it's saying, I shall not be moved. Mm. Yeah. Okay? Mm. Don't Thanks. even try it. 
Don't even. So that's been my week with filled with many tangents, but that's what we do. Just busy, guys. <laughs> that's busy. the best part of I'm it. I'm taking the day off tomorrow. I'm just busy, man. Just busy. I'm going to the beach all day tomorrow with my cousin. My cousin has been here for a month. I've barely spent time with her, but you know, she's good to go. And then Sunday, I'm part of a shoot at one of my favorite hotels on the island. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's mm-hmm. it. Shaween, how has your week been? I'm telling you, I, I, I feel every week I listen and I'm like, mm, I, I know I'm doing shit, but not like that. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, trust me, when this event is finished, right? <laughs> Can you come and do one in St. Lucia? <laughs> I would love to. I would love to, but y'all got to be fly me in. That, I think that would be yeah, great. That, that would be great. Yeah, so my week my week has been very good. And I've made some very good connections, like really sweet and nice connections. Some are helpful, as in work-wise, productive. Others, I, I think I just made a nice friendship with somebody, and I'm looking forward to see where it goes in terms of business mm. and just grounding this this guy he's been here while well he's in mission obviously but he moved to the u.s for a long time came back he's been here like 10 years now and he's just trying to get into things get into the flow of things and it's been a really really nice help nice. speaking to him and just show guiding and saying boy should we you know how things run and this and that and it's been like uh, opening my eyes to lots of things mm. so that's been very nice what else? Oh, I'm registering my, my business. Um, so I'm excited about that. What else? What else? What else? Quite a few things. Obviously, my birthday is coming up. So the man has been planning and the kids planning. So I'm excited about that to come. And yeah, that's that's been my week, really. Just enjoying going through, meeting people. I've not been to the beach this week, which is odd. I, I'm just realizing that I have not been to the beach this oh, week. Oh, wow, Shawin. So, what a coincidence. Um... Me too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways. But, but what I am it. doing, what I am doing on Sunday morning is going to the Sulphur Springs at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to go there for the sunrise. You that know. sounds horrible. Like, don't you want to be here where it's like <laughs> dark until like 7.30 in the morning? You sure you don't? Uh, I mean, uh, we always uh, there to welcome you back, you know. No, you can keep that one. You know, because who wants to go in a hot? Who wants to go in a naturally hot springs? The world's nature spa for free and open up your day in the warm waters that is warmed by a volcano in waters that's filled with minerals to soothe and heal your skin i mean like heal your your skin your body in who wants to do that who wants to do that i mean i mean not me i mean and it's not like i can do it here in nevis at the bath springs both of y'all need to get your priorities in check yeah y'all need to be coming in the (laughs) heavenly chlorinated hard water of london remember them times Remember them times when you used to scratch your skin and it'd be white? You know what's funny enough? I don't even remember it. I don't even I remember that. how much I'm going to Check that. Y'all just turn your back. <laughs> <laughs> how quickly they forget. I'm you know what I'm saying. Blow that shit out. Why hold on to bad memories? <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Well, so on that, that note, I guess we should that... start on the topic. No, I think, I think we need to <laughs> no, know you how need your to, week you has been. Oh, yeah. Gotta, oh, yeah. My week, check. I'll be very quick. Mm. I went okay. to Boku Hudu, which was facilitated by our girl, Chantrell P. Lewis. Who was one? Ba, 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 who ba, ba. was a guest on one of our previous episodes? If you haven't checked it out, I really suggest you do. You're missing out on your whole life. The director of In Her Mother's Garden, scholar, artist, mm. Mm. MC. She's just everything. Mm. I I adore that woman, and it was She's basically every woman. She's everything, and she curated this. I don't even want to call it a festival. I don't want to call it a conference. I don't want, I don't know what to call it. It was mm. a four days of black magic is what I would call oh. it. It was yes. in New Orleans and it, there was a series of different events from people going to the Whitney plantation and going there to sing and honor the lives lost at that plantation. Those who worked and toiled and everyone went together, you know, it was predominantly black women, even though it wasn't a all woman focused festival. It's just that black women just turn up to these kind of things. So I'd like to encourage yes, we do. our brothers to come through to these events because yeah. it's also to your advantage because there'll be enough women there to look at. But aside from that. Hello. I mean, can I can I interject? Please do. Because you know, you know, I um I was partaking in the photos and the shares yes. from Buku Hudu. Yes. Uh, I may have screenshotted someone. One, two, I one, may two. have sent it to Fiona. Yes. I may have sent it to Fiona with 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 eyes. Inquiries are being made currently. Yeah. Just saying. Just, thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, it's ahead, all about the enlightened brothers, you know. Enlightened. You know, brothers, mm-hmm. y'all feel mm-hmm. it's in a club, y'all have to go to find women. That's the way you want to find them sisters. It's places like Boku Hudu, but it was really so they had tours of um Studio B, they had tours of Marie Laveau's house as well. Mm-hmm. And I think there's mm-hmm. something powerful when you go in with, with your squad of people people who have that collective consciousness. And it's like, everyone was just decked out their dress beautifully, the type of big earrings, natural hair, braids. Oh gosh. You know what I'm saying? Head ties. And I said to Shantra, like when I when I did my presentation, she said, how was that? And I said, I felt like I was talking to a community of myself. And wow. that's what- That's so beautiful for me. <laughs> it was. And that's what the whole thing felt like. I met some of my biggest Instagram heroes, I met JG, mm-hmm. who runs a Surinamese maroon Instagram page. He's also a Winty priest. So I got to learn oh, about gosh. Winty from someone directly from Suriname. Oh my gosh, you were living your best life. Fiona. My best life. Your I met um, Ashade. She's a Mambo priestess. So she's a Vodou priestess. She, we did a, a Vodou dance class. Everyone was dressed in white. It was oh. so powerful. She created this most beautiful altar and she explained everything. We all know how everyone feels about or the wider world feels about voodoo, yeah. right? It's yeah. the yes. dolls with the pins and, and black magic and blood and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. saw this altar, it was a table with flowers and candy yes. and biscuits and popcorn with lollipops. The sweetness and, of life. Right. Mm. And perfume and a cigar, mm. a bottle of rum and then Florida water and mm. candles, a big conch shell and um, oh. strings of pearls. And then she had a cutlass that was wrapped with a little piece of red cloth. Right. And 
it was such a beautiful honoring. And I said, wow, this is what we have separated ourselves from. This Imagine. Right? In the same way, we look at a Catholic church. Once I went, the other day, I went to a Catholic thing. And I'm looking at the burning incense, the uh-huh. lighting candles. They say, this is the blood of Jesus. This is the flesh. It's the blood. same thing. And I'm like, but uh-huh. we're speaking about, we burn burning incense. Yes. You know, we, we are, you, you pray to all of these different saints. You know, yes. Saint Elizabeth, Saint Mary, Orisha. Saint Joseph. Saint, Saint that. <laughs> yes, yes, it's the Orishas and the Loire. So it was very educational for me. And it was just so beautiful. I felt so safe. I got to see Mama Coco. She did a keynote. It was oh. absolutely magical. But her main thing was every now and again, while she was talking for the hour, she just brought back the same sentence where she said, we need to remember to remember. Mm. That was the theme of her, her keynote. Oh, and yo, let me tell you, hey. we all would have loved Mama Coco's keynote. That's oh. how she closed the festival. Festival, I guess what I could call it. We also did um, drumming and dancing in Congo Square, New Orleans. Congo Square is where the enslaved people used to go to dance mm. and sing and connect to their heritage. Oh, so we went there. Everyone was dressed in white. Then they had people doing second line. There was just so many things that was happening. And then in the end, like I said, the festival closed with Mama Coco's keynote out in the garden of the New Orleans Mm. African-American Museum. Everyone's dressed in white. Mm. They had fairy lights. There was food. There was drink. Come on now. It was one of the best events or weekends, whatever you want to call it, I've ever been to. Because you oh, left so full, okay. you left so full. And let me tell you, the level. Let me when people say, "Oh, black women, this black women," I, the amount of love and outpouring oh. from black women over those days. Everybody, every, oh my God, I'm so happy to meet you. Oh my God, who are you? What is it that you do? Oh my God, what is it that you do? And I'm like, yo, it was just love, love. Not at one mm. point did I see any negative cattiness, bitchiness, all these things that they associate with black women being in a group together. Mm-hmm. Not ever once did I mm. see that. And it was just an affirmation, right? A confirmation of what I already knew. When you have the right mm-hmm. squad of people and black women show the fuck up. And that's what <laughs> happened this weekend at, at Boku Hudu. And I was so glad to be there. So that was, that was my week. I was afraid. I was worried. I, I researched so much stuff for the presentation, but it was so well received. Claudine, mm-hmm. shout out to Claudine, Dr. Nutmeg. She mm-hmm. was in Grenada. I said, Gil, I need cocoa tea. She bring, um, I say, I want to serve cocoa tea for the attendees at Boku Hudu. And then I was, she was like, yo, cool. So she bring cocoa balls from Grenada, sent them to me from Wales, and I brought them across to New Orleans to serve them some vegan from Grenada and everybody got a pair of cutlass earrings or a necklace oh yeah so it's good man it was good we're we're so proud I'm thankful not even proud but happy that you had that experience so it's beyond the pride of the fact that you know we know you were there to deliver your workshop and we knew that you were going to be outstanding and amazing as usual but I think for me I was more wanting you to be present in the events and you don't and know walk, i needed it walk away feeling i i you understand what i'm saying yeah. right and i wanted you 
to walk away feeling the way that you have expressed you actually felt. So I am grateful for that. Yo, I am grateful that my girl had that opportunity That's right. to be amongst all of that love, all of that magic, all of that power. I am I was so happy for you, Fiona, because you know you were sending us little clips and whatever. Mm. That at one point I started to cry because oh, I girl. know how much you mm-hmm. I know how much you needed that, mm-hmm. especially exactly yeah the timing the timing was, was just yo know, the timing was everything divine timing is real, it's real. right yep yeah without doubt yeah and i'm just so grateful that you i yo i'm happy yeah I'm happy. It, it honestly was mm-hmm. one of the best experiences of my life no joke no joke of a lie. I can't wait for y'all to come next year. Yeah, we're coming. We're going to start safe now. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you, we are coming. No, seriously. We're coming. No, y'all have to so come. We're coming. We which part of that you understand? <laughs> we okay. are coming. If Chantrell announces the dates way ahead of time, good. All right? We're good okay. to go. We're good to go. Imagine yourself on an island, starting your day drinking fresh coconut water, or swimming under the warm waterfalls after a hike, or even watching the pink sunset while you stretch into your final yoga pose. Join us for our retreat in Zanzibar this December or summer 2023 in St. Lucia. Find all our packages and plans at lobom.com. Use the code RELATABLE to enjoy 20% off. La Boheme Healthfulness Retreats will be the first week of your new life. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right, folks. So. I feel like we just did a whole episode, right? There. Right? <laughs> Black Sodas. <laughs> Black Exodus, Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> but really, Black Sodas, Exodus, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, Shawin. Yes, my darling. Our Exodus Queen. Right? Talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> me, Chantal, before me. You are recently, the most recently delivered back home. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. <laughs> all right chantal is exodus, exodus veteran right so <laughs> showing what, what have been your thoughts besides aside from you moving away how do you feel about the concept of people moving back home what are you waiting for oh there's and, but there's know, many reasons um, though how would you respond to people say, well, I, I, I'm not going to be making the same amount of money. Well, you know, I'm used to a certain lifestyle. I like my Amazon Prime. I like mm-hmm. to have 24-hour banking. I like to have the 24-hour shops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people just say it's finance. It's money. You're not going to be making the same amount of money at home. There's men, There are many reasons why people don't. Or they say, oh, back home is backward and there's been no change. How would you respond to... Mm-hmm. Those who are apprehensive, I should say, about it. I will say to them that they're living in a very low vibration and they're living off fear. They're living off fear of the unknown. And the thing with with us as human beings is we're adaptable and we are able to change. We are able to adjust our lives according to wherever it is we are and wherever it is we live. We are very capable of doing that. But we are so fearful of so many different things that we stop ourselves from seeing probably what it is our soul really needs. Mm. And we just prefer to stay in our comfort zone, what we're comfortable with, what we know, what we, what we, you know, the little, the assurances we have that, oh, our online banking is there and the post office will deliver every day at a certain time and this mm-hmm. and that and this mm-hmm. and that. The world will not end. The world will not stop if you cannot get your delivery by a certain time on a certain day. It will not end if you don't have uh, online banking. It will not end, okay? Life will continue. But we live in so much fear that we stop ourselves, and this was one of the, the biggest things to overcome for me was that fear. The fear that my kids probably won't be safe. I won't have this and I won't have that and this and that. And thinking about it, it's all about materialism. Mm. And what's making me the happiest? It's things money cannot buy. It's me waking up to a beautiful sunrise and ending my day every day with a beautiful sunset. Mm. Me waking up to showers of blessings every morning or every other morning. Mm-hmm. Me going on the beach, me, me, me walking and seeing flowers all year round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's never 
dull and gray and yak and cold and a mm. that's my happiness mm. so if i let fear if i had listened to that fear which by the way is a spirit if i'd listened to that that would have caused my downfall right and i i'm so proud of myself that was i was strong mm. enough to overcome that fear so that's mm. my what, what i would say to anybody that comes all their rebuttals all right. their but this, all their but this, all <laughs> everything. I will tell you, right? Yeah, darling. Right. We're living in here. So, Sherwin, I think for me, what I want to know is why? What was your why? Why did you decide to leave the UK and return to St. Lucia? My why was I needed peace for one. I wanted my peace and Trust me, I, I did as much planning as I could, mm. as in I'm, how I'm going to get money, I'm going, what am I going to do? I sorted out my CV. I made links with people for work to bring down to St. Lucia so that I know at least I have an income stream mm. or a few income streams. But my why, it was just, I needed to be at peace with myself and I needed grounding. And also I needed to go back to my roots. I felt like I was lost. Mm. I felt like I literally was in a matrix. Mm. And I could not, at certain, there were certain times when I, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Oh, wow. And I just needed to be out of there. And I knew if I stayed, and I keep saying that, if anything had happened, if that plane had delayed by a few hours, I probably would have a, panic, a massive panic attack and probably fainted or something. Because mm. I, I literally felt the UK had me in a chokehold. Mm. That's a big, you know. I had no reason to be there. I had absolutely no reason to be there. No matter what I did, no matter what I tried, I couldn't see anything. I could, I didn't, like, why am I there? Mm. Yeah, my why was I needed my peace and I needed to breathe again. I needed. I remember last year we ended series one and we said we wanted. All of us said freedom. That's that's what we looking about yeah. freedom. That was yeah. my me finding my freedom. Me leaving was my freedom. So yeah, that's my why. Where I end up? Where was your why? Again, it is mm. such a beautiful journey I'm on right now. Mm. <laughs> Mm. filled with hills and mountains just like St. Lucia but right. that's a this journey I would not swap it I would not change it for anything not for mm. anything and I'm where I end up hey we'll see next 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 season we'll, we'll see we'll see where I end up um, right. <laughs> in the next yeah. few <laughs> the journey my continues was my freedom and my peace mm. and I have found it you have now that's that was gonna be my next question for you. Mm. So, in terms of how how has your transition been from the UK to St. Lucia? And not just for you, because you didn't move from the UK alone. Yeah. You know, you're there with two of your children. How has that transition been for you as a mother, you as Sherwin, and for your children? The children. Well, let's say, let's start with Lucas. Mm. Lucas came down. That was his first time coming to St. Lucia. He'd never been to Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And my goodness, this boy. Oh. Listen, so the funny thing is when we were on our way, 
when we were at the airport on our way to to um, board, you know me, I take my time. I want to stop in duty free and get a few bits and bobs. <laughs> Lucas came up to me and he said, "Mommy, you don't hurry up. We're gonna miss that plane, and I will never forgive you." Boy, the money <laughs> plane talking <laughs> too much. How much. Now me in my stubbornness, and also because I know that plane ain't going nowhere because my bag's on board already, and it will take them an hour to uh, to to take out everything. I take mm -hmm. my time, and I'm like, calm down. He's like, no, I won't calm down. You're not gonna make us miss this plane. <laughs> He's right, yo. Because <laughs> washing shit so in duty free. I was rushing. I've never seen my son so angry at me. So I started rushing through duty free and running to the to the gate <laughs> to board. If he listen, I think if Lucas didn't come to send Lucia, something would have. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to put things out there. But <laughs> this boy, I've not seen my son so happy. Oh. So active, Man. everything is brand new to to him, and he's mm -hmm. open to learning everything mm -hmm. as well. The first time he heard crickets, he couldn't believe. He's asking me, "Mommy, what's that noise?" I said, "Honey, that's the sound of the oh. night." He said, "Oh my God, they're so loud! They're so loud!" Now the boy don't even know what crickets. If crickets there, he even knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the roosters. He, he saw for the first time the, 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 the chickens in the garden. It's like, but they're just running around everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, they're just running around everywhere. They're there, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is beautiful to him when he's driving, going on, on, on the road. Anyway, he's like, wow, mommy, what's this? Oh my God, look at that. And he's just so adaptive and he's, He's never been so active. Lucas is playing basketball like almost four times a week now. What? He's training, he's mm. basketball. I'm a basketball mom, so my <laughs> entire weekends is dedicated to Lucas and basketball. It's just been such a wonderful transformation for him. And he loves it. Loves, absolutely loves it. Don't talk for when you go on the beach. Well, that's that. I need a whole podcast episode oh, wow. for that. The boy is in heaven. He doesn't want to leave. We go to the beach 12 o'clock. We leave the beach after 9 yes. in the night. Because yeah. yeah. I, I know them yes. vibes there. I know them ones. Come out. Yes. Yes, Lucas. You understand? Mm. Is is ants and stuff that have to come and start biting the mustique that have to start biting <laughs> 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 um, Haley, Haley is a slow burner. I think it's harder for her to make friends. If I'm not there, she would. It will be a little more difficult for her to to go out and stuff. But she has been. She has been going out. She has been doing things. And now she started her art um courses mm -hmm. on a Saturday. So she's she's coming out of her shell more and loving Brilliant. it. She joined the gym at a very nice hotel. Yesterday. Which one? I'll have you know. Which one? I think. It, she had Royalton or Big Gardens. Okay. Um, but she joined the gym. She's paid for it on her own and she goes she, to use the sauna. And when she finishes at the gym and the sauna and the jacuzzi, she goes to the beach to read. Aye, aye. You yeah. know what? I am all for this. I, I am all for yeah. this. So 
this child is just like oh. she's saying now she's trying to enjoy you oh. know she's trying to enjoy yes. the beauty and she's going to the um, same hotel where all the virgin atlantic staff stay so she's mm. fitting right in mm. right she's fitting right in so um yes she's 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 fitting in so I said everything has just worked out perfectly. It's wonderful. And I'm I'm touch wood, yeah. it stays like that. And y'all already mm. know that I find I my the man I've been praying for for a whole year. He was on my doorstep. Oh my god. I found him and it's just been a whirlwind romance. I am so happy. Everything is just Chantal, Fiona. I, I don't know mm. what to say. Listeners, I'm happy. Your girl is happy. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah happy for you i feel like i'm ranting and talking too much but yeah <laughs> yeah but we are but we are happy for you. you though we are happy for you mm. you know God. last year last year um, was a lot last year this year was a lot you know mad. last year was a blue last year was a mm. blue last year all i remember is the four walls in that room mm-hmm. in Ely. Mm. That's what I remember, the four walls. Wow. And just get trying to get by day by day, trying to get out of that bed, do what I have to do quickly, go out, run, do, do the events, do the this, do that, then come back to that room. Yeah. Because that's all, that's all mm. there was. And so now with everything, of course there are ups and downs. Of course. Of course. Mm. I you know the amount of people I want to punch already because they, the public <laughs> servants believe that they're paying them but they're not paying them enough to be nice <laughs> oh, you, Lord, you yes. understand and mm-hmm. this and yes. the roads are terrible and this and that and everybody always talk about this politics and this of course yep. of course yep. and you know something mm. i have learned to block shit out i learned mm. to block out anything negative that don't serve me i block it out i block yeah. it out so all the shit that's going on it's not affecting me because mm-hmm. I don't allow it to. And that's where I right. need it. But home, I right. needed to be home. I feel rooted. I feel um, mm-hmm. grounded. I feel, I just feel at peace. So, yeah. Aww. This is me. This has been my journey so far. My two Aww. short months. <laughs> wow. I can't believe it's only been two months showing. Right? It feels longer. <laughs> oh, wow. It feels longer to me, Dread. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Madame Shanta? For me, well, I mean, my reasons for leaving the UK, I think for me, you know, I've always felt, because I was born in the UK, I wasn't born in the Caribbean, and I moved permanently to the Caribbean when I was 11. But in between that, I, at various times, I had come to Nevis when I was 18 months, and stayed until I was like, I don't know, four. And then, oh, maybe a little older, then returned to the UK. So I've always felt very much in transit. Like I've never fully belonged in one place. As a child in England, of course, growing up in the early 80s, up north, (laughs) very racist, extremely racist. You know, in middle school, I was one of three black students in the entire school. Luckily for me, I had a family that was very grounded in their roots and culture. I attended Saturday school, 
which my godmother um, ran with her mom. And then spending summers in Nevis with all my other cousins being sent from the States and from St. Croix. Although technically St. Croix is part of the States, but y'all know what I mean. And other islands to, to be with my great grandmother for the summer. So all of those beautiful times, but always very much feeling not really a part of either place because mm. I was consistently moving. So very, very much in transit. You know, when you're in transit, you're in between, you're about to board to go somewhere, mm-hmm. right? But even though I felt that way, I always very much knew that I was an island girl. Mm-hmm. And I always knew that at some point in my life, I would be living permanently as an adult with the Caribbean as my base. And Nevis being where I spent most of that time, I did spend some time in Jamaica as a young adult, mm-hmm. but my formative years really were between Nevis and the UK. And so when I left Nevis, cause I was back and forth, back and forth. When I left when I was 29 and I thought my whole life was over, I was going through a divorce. I was giving up the house, the big house and the this and the that. People were like, she crazy. She looks yeah. so cute. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, what she doing? She working for an offshore bank. What she doing? You know, all of these things. And I, w- I was turning my back on what people thought was a perfect state of existence. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it, it wasn't. And I did think at 29, oh my God, I'm starting over. I'm such a failure. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. Whatever. So I moved to the UK and essentially started from scratch. So left a very comfortable life that I had created for myself and turned my back on that. And with all the judgments and the the, the shushu and the re-re, I started my life over again in the UK, which I had never experienced as an adult. And instead of going to Leeds, I went to London, where I didn't know not a soul. I knew no one. My closest family were in Slough, but I was like, I don't want to live in Slough. Sorry, Slough. And so I was in London and by myself and started all over again. But even in doing that, I knew that I was going home at some point. Mm. Because for me, the UK... And I say this from a place of privilege because I was born there. So, and I have dual citizenship for both places. And I know that is a place of privilege. But for me, the UK was never fully home. And there was something in me that I knew that I had a lot to give, but I knew that my time in the UK would be honing those things, you know, as well as healing myself from some very traumatic Um, experiences that I'd lived through in Nevis so Mm. I took it as a time of healing and a time of reinvention because you can reinvent yourself at any point in your life look how many times Madonna did that shit yep why still doing and, (laughs) and still doing and still doing right and I instinctively knew that and so as much as you know socialization especially on a small island would dictate otherwise that, you know, whatever you decide at 25 is exactly what your life should be. I instinctively knew better. And so my 20 years that I spent, 20 years, I was going to be there for a year, eh? 
my 20 years that I spent in the UK and traveling. Because it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, it's a trap. You're, Mother yo, fucking trap. You, hear what you, you see what you tell it me there is. about you meant to spend <laughs> one year and you spent 20. Chantal, can we pause on that for one second, 20. please? Hey. Because okay, let me tell you, hey. let me tell you, you see these places, they're seductive. <laughs> You're like, oh, yep. you like you yep. like that <laughs> Afghani food? Yep. Oh, look at that. A new vegan yes. place has popped up. Oh, Argos. Oh, Argos next day delivery. Oh, Primark. Oh, Primark have sale. Yes. Girl, no, this no, no, concert, no, 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 concerts. You missed you missed the best one. You missed what? the best one. What? Pret. <laughs> Pret. Don't you say Pret, have you? <laughs> Pret a manger. Pret a manger. <laughs> That's what I have you. Yo, the ease. <laughs> The ease of going in there to get my almond croissant, a bag, oh a, a le, pan, le pan croissant, whatever. Oh, what? Hey, South Bank. Hey, Brixton. <laughs> what? Like, come on. All, all the things that will seduce you. All the things. The picture houses. Yes. The, 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 the Soho, you know, um, old streets. Which come are all now. lovely. They are lovely. But, but is it 20 lovely. years lovely, they though? Are. No. However, my time was was spent constructively. I have to say, I I I shared things, I gained things, I came to know myself more. Listen, my and I hate to call them friends because to me they're so much more. They're family. My circle of amazing human beings, the people that I connected with in London, in the UK, in Europe, who have become my family. You know, if I hadn't been there, I would never have known you, Sherwin. I would That's never have right. known you, Fiona. So I can't, you know, Babylon is Babylon. But I am very grateful for the humans that are in my life mm. that will I know for sure will be there. You know, and the experiences that we've had together. Me traveling to Morocco with, with our girl, Lauren. And the crazy things that we decided one day, we jump in. In a taxi from Agadir to um, where did we go? Oh gosh, another district. I kind of remember now, right? And this is a long ass journey. Me and Lauren in the back of this old jalopy with seven other people squeezing, <laughs> speaking <laughs> Arabic or French, and we're like, yeah, oh, Esuera. We were going to Esuera, Esuera, right, which is on the coast, and we decided to do that, right? We met some random people. We decided, well, we're going to spend the night. We're not going to just be there for the day. As you do. That's a... As the you adventures, do. man. As exactly. And I'm so grateful. And I know it's a privilege as well to have that. But even in that, even in all these adventures and going to Crete and, and going, you know, to... We were in Spain one summer in these mountains and got stuck in this town and so there was one restaurant in this little town and they offered their son to take us home where we were staying. We don't know this man. Yeah. We end up in the restaurant washing dishes, couldn't speak a lick of Spanish, but you know, humans are beautiful. And we decided yeah. to trust and we had the most authentic old school Spanish back of the yard food in this beautiful little restaurant family-owned restaurant their son brought us home 
safe and sound three hours later, yo, I will be forever grateful for those experiences. Yeah. But in all of that, I wasn't home. Yeah. And home is where I wanted to be. Home is where I wanted to be able to share my experiences, to be a part of those that are nurturing and healing our community, you know, to be a part of that hands on. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was going to come home to do that. And to be real, just before the pandemic kicked in, I'd already started to think. So it was around 2019 and I had come home for my final physical farewell to my beloved Nana, my grandma. And when I came back to the UK, the end of 2019, I remember sitting down on my bed and I was like, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing here? <laughs> yep. What are you doing here in these people country? Because although I'm a born citizen, have spent more time now in the UK, yep. actually, when I remember I calculated it. I've spent more time in the UK, right? Than I have in the Caribbean. I'm like, but why doing here? <laughs> when, you know, from the microaggressions to the macroaggressions, all the things that come at you as a black woman, as a black being, I don't have to put up with this shit. No. You know, the impact on my nervous system, the impact on my heart space how I feel as a person, what I doing here. Yeah. It's yeah. not like Nevis is like, I'm not cut off from the world, you know, air travel exists for a reason, you know, it's like, well, what are you doing? The, this thing that you call the internet <laughs> is not like before. I'm like, what are you doing? And so I made a decision, decision, sorry, at the end of 2019 that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to spend the whole of 2020 in the UK, but we all know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know what happened. Yeah. But, but even yeah. then, but then it happened. And for me, it reinforced my decision because y'all know, in addition to the actual virus, you know, another pandemic came to head. I don't know if that's what you would call it, but from the minute George Floyd and everything that kicked off and everything that's still happening in the US, in Canada, in Europe, in the UK. And I'm like, I don't have to be here. Yeah. I don't have to be here. And so I'm out. And again, I recognize this as privilege. And like you were saying, Fiona, at the top of the show, we fool ourselves into thinking what is important or to placing importance on certain things. And, you know, that's not our own fault. You know, we have been socialized for centuries mm. that capitalism rules, right? That's right. And so for us to undo all of that, it takes courage. It takes awareness. Yes. And I decided, I made a decision about what was important to me and what success looks like to me. And that is when I was like, yep, fuck this shit, I'm out. And it's been so beautiful because I've been inspired by other people, people that I know, people that I only know through social media that have been making these journeys, that have been recognizing the importance of being a Black person surrounded by Black people, surrounded by us, loved on by us, challenged by us too, right? Because we ain't easy. 
way any easier for people. And y'all know about, you know, how our mouth not having a back door. And when people see you and you've changed physically, you know, you know how that mm-hmm. is. And there, you know, and as Sherwin also said, you know, the the red tape to get the simplest things done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is probably the first episode we have recorded in a month where I haven't been dropped out of the call, guys. <laughs> and, and for you, for, for our audience listening, they would never know the hell it's been for the last four weeks where every three minutes Chantal would be dropped out of the call because yep. Flo was doing these upgrades, but the upgrade never seemed to reach up by us, up Hamilton. <laughs> and so it's taken a month or even longer to have that issue rectified. Whereas I know if I were in the UK and that were happening, we call, we make we appointment within seven to 10 working days, sometimes sooner, depending on the urgency, that issue would have been fixed a long time, Right. And, you know, it had to get to a point where I was screaming at people, which I do not like to do. I do not like to come out of myself in that way. I don't like to give that kind of energy. Yeah. But it got to the point where I had to. And these are, you know, this is the reality of living in the Caribbean. You know, there is, there is an acceptance of mediocre customer service. Yep. Right. Yep. Which is not great. Which and, is the thing. And if that, you make up noise. Sorry, which is the thing that people are like, oh, Caribbean people are so laid back. But then it goes into, yes. it It overflows into very bad customer service. And mm-hmm. as you said, you have to end up becoming an asshole and somebody who you are not for you to be heard. Yeah. And it's like, why yeah. are you making me go there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's how I felt this week. I was like, I hate being this person. Yeah. And I actually had to bring up, and I know I told you guys the story where two weeks ago, my my mom was driving into town and she saw the flow truck um, at the bottom of the road. So she was like, ah, okay. So finally they're coming. So she popped out. She's like, hey, will you be coming up the road? Because, you know, my daughter works remotely and it's really been really stressful for her, really difficult. And no one has come to actually make these appointments that you're supposed to make. He was like, miss you're not on our schedule today, we can't come. Wow. So she was like, okay, all right. The very next day, a friend of hers, who is an expat, basically a white immigrant. Thank you. Um, I love that. I love that you, 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 you made that very clear. Yes. She has a home here. I don't know if it's rented or if it's her own, whatever. She, you know, very innocently put up a status on her Facebook. Oh my goodness. I saw the flow truck down the road, went to the guys, offered them lunch to come up and fix my Wi-Fi issue that's been happening. I was able to bribe them with food. Lovely young man. I wasn't even on their schedule, but they did it anyway. And I think that's what ignited the rage in me Hmm. because the value placed on that of others over ourselves. So in two different instances, And it could have been a completely different technical team, right? But in two instances, my mother, a black woman, born citizen of Nevis, had a conversation in the very same way that this person did. Mm -hmm. They got two different reactions. And I know why that was. Because of the value that is placed on white-bodied people in the Caribbean. Yes. So her word was more valued than my mother's. Yes. She got yes, her, her issue. was more valuable. Exactly. So yes. she got her shit fixed, right? And I'm not even mad at her for that. 
She got her stuff fixed, even though she wasn't on the schedule. My mother was told, you're not on the schedule, so sorry, we can't help you. Hmm. And that is what I think was the final push for me. It, because it's, it's, and this is one of the realities of coming home, where we still have to very much deal with the ongoing battles of the colonial mindset that still resides yeah. here. Yeah, and it's and scary. where yeah, and it's, it's scary, scary, and it's where we place importance. It's yeah. me saying I am not going to eat at a hotel that still has the word plantation mm-hmm. in, and people being upset with me. Mm-hmm. When I'm saying to you, you have a hotel on this island, you know our history, you know our trauma, and yet you don't see fit to remove an uh. Um, I forgot what we used to call it in film school and iconography, mm-hmm. right? That will re-traumatize me every single time I see that sign. Yep, It is an icon plantation mm-hmm. that represents so much pain and bloodshed and yes, revolution, but let's keep it real. My ancestors died for me to yep. be here free, Right. And you don't understand why seeing that and why having something called the great house in your establishment would be offensive to me. Mm. So you're not getting my money because you worked my ancestors for over four centuries for fucking free. Mm. So you will not get a penny of money from me because you are showing me who you are as the manager and owner of an establishment that refuses to remove the word plantation. So this is also the reality of being home. So it's not all beaches and sunsets and blue seas. It very much is that. No, it But just like anywhere else, there are things that, that still need working on, but I'm here to do the work. And I'd much rather put in the work here than in Babylon. That is how I feel. That's how I feel guys, totally. Oh. Oh my God, yeah, I love that. I And I genuinely love that. And one of the things for me, Chantal, mm-hmm. was all of the talent and all of the, the skills we have mm-hmm. giving away in Babylon. Giving away. Yeah, giving away. Why, mm-hmm. why isn't it more of us not saying, okay, how about I come and give back to my people, to my country, to the mm-hmm. land of my birth? How, mm. why, why don't we come back and do some of, I know, I know what the, the rebuttal will be. Oh, yeah. Senusha never did anything for me. Oh, they yeah. never, they never paid for this to do this for me. Blah, blah, blah. All right. But this is your home. Mm. This is your you home. Why don't we try and better? Why, we, we keep, hey, we keep, we're building, we built the UK. <laughs> we built the UK. We already built it. We already made them what mm. they are our ancestors made them what they are and now our skills our labor our you you understand every our know-how mm. and we're still doing it now not me eh? we're still doing it now why can't we put some of that energy into our home we have enough you know enough gasser anyway anyway <laughs> you know what shall we i i've been thinking about it right since i've been home and, and the story of home is not the same for no, everyone. And this is, you know, there are people who have real traumatic experiences and they do not want to return. And I understand hey, that. Yes, I know people that say already, as long as they leave Senusha, they burn in their passports. Eh? I get it. Yeah. And so, which is why I keep on saying that 
it is a privilege for me mm -hmm. to be here. Yeah. And I don't take it for granted, right? Because, you know, I, I remember speaking to some elders from Jamaica in London when Island Girls Rock, we were doing something for Windrush a few years ago. And one of the elders told me that he'd never returned to Jamaica since coming over on the Windrush. And he knew that he wouldn't when he left. And I asked him, you know, I said, would you mind telling me why? And when he told me why, I get it. Yes. I understood. And, and it wasn't something, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about da-da-da-da. But what he experienced as a child, yes. I'm like, you know what, Dred? I hear you. However, I'll raise you. I'll raise you that there are other islands. Thank you. you don't necessarily have to go back to Jamaica. Thank you. There are right. other islands. Hmm. Okay. There are other islands. Thank you. So... Fiona. Yes, ma'am. After listening to Sherwin and I mm -hmm. speak about the joy and the challenges of being a part of the more recent Blackzit from yes. these places, you know, how are you feeling? You know, and what are your thoughts in terms of leaving the UK, us being JCBs, just comebacks? <laughs> <laughs> as I as I have been told by our beloved. <laughs> By our beloved Dr. Nutmeg, no less. Lord. At some point, we need to we need to have Dr. Nutmeg on we this must. show. You know, she needs to have her point. own show. Okay. She needs to have her own show. Well, that too. Yes. That too. But but as a friend and supporter of the show, I think Dr. Nutmeg needs to be 100%. on board with us for one of our one of our conversations. 100%. But Fiona, mm -hmm. how are you feeling, my love? How how are you feeling about the, the exodus, the moving? people's reasons for going or not going you know what's I would, your take on it I would say that I think it depends on the person because not everyone it depends on what what is important to you and that's something that Chowin and I have spoken about so many times right if say going to the beach is not really your thing they have some Caribbean people that, that don't like the beach actually there are some Caribbean people who like the cold. There are some Caribbean people who like the conveniences. There are some Caribbean people who like mm -hmm. the city lifestyle. They like having the choice of eating any cuisine in the world. They like going to the theater and they don't mind the hustle and bustle. And they quite enjoy being part of, even though it's seen as a negative, the rat race, right? But being part mm -hmm. of a metropolitan society, right? So it depends on what your priorities are. And what makes you happy? So there's no right answer in terms of how, if someone should move mm. back home or not, right? I mean, I'm I'm for moving back home because my father always used to say, people go abroad, they, they learn new things, they get new training, they get, you know, this international experience. And they are pouring this, the resource, which is their skill set, right? Back into another country and not into their own. So... We have this, we have this constant brain drain happening, right? Of like, you know, Caribbean people going abroad, they're getting all this amazing training, and then they end up working for companies here, and their value or their worth is being enjoyed by not their own country. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of when you're speaking about the, the frustrations of progress or why things are slow, is because some of the people in the Caribbean who've gotten this like real real international training and, you know, high level of experience, all these kind of things stay abroad. So mm -hmm. how can we 
if we say, oh, what home have? What does St. Lucia have? What does Nevis have? But if all of us are leaving and never coming back, how can we make our community grow? Exactly. So this was a this was what I grew up hearing from my father. Always come back, always come back. So even the scholarships in St. Lucia, if you got a government scholarship, you need to come back and work for the St. Lucia government for a certain mm-hmm. amount of years. And after that, if you want mm-hmm. to go back abroad, you can go back abroad. But you need to give back, right? And I feel like, how are we giving back if we just leave and just turn our backs? So for me personally, it has always bothered. The longer I stay in the UK, the more it continues to bother me that I'm not really giving back to my community in a way that I want to be. So for me, that is my priority. That is what's important to me. For some people, it's not. That doesn't, that doesn't make them any less of a person, but some people feel that it would be better for their children if they lived abroad. It, they, they, they have more opportunities with their very specific career. If someone wants to be an astronaut, I want to be a, a ship engineer. Yes, being in the Caribbean was not going to be the best choice for you, right? So to answer your question, there's no right answer. It's what is important to you. If having the 24-hour convenience, if having the metropolitan lifestyle, if these things are important to you, then no, maybe moving back is not the best decision for you. If those things are no longer of importance to you and waking up to hairy roosters and going to sleep to crickets is important to you well then then you know moving home is the thing for you so i don't like to judge but what i would i i hate what i will say is i hate to hear when people say don't come back there's nothing there mm-hmm. and we got we got a lot of that mm-hmm. a lot so much so that i had to i at one point i stopped saying to people that i'm going home mm. I stopped saying, and you know, just touching on what you said in regards to the brain drain, mm-hmm. this is what's causing the islands to be slow and this and that, because we're left with the same, everybody's doing the same thing, the same way they were doing 20, 30, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. the same people running things, the same systems in place. There's no changing or upgrading or, or you understand what I'm saying? So we need the fresh young blood or the people who's gone overseas and seeing all right we could do it better it's more efficient Mm. to do it that way to come and change things up but if people don't want to come back and do that and 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 utilize the skills that they've acquired then of course things will stay backwards and the same Mm. you understand Mm. so it's a catch-22 situation we want things to change however we're not willing to put in the what it takes to change it i think we also need to consider those that haven't been able to to go abroad and study Mm -hmm. or just travel and also in terms of the feelings of those that stayed and the work that they've put in Mm -hmm. to Mm. build the countries that we left exactly and also valuing the work that they put in and respecting the work so there needs to be a middle ground of those that are here that have done the work to bring exactly. them to where they are and maintained it. And so they may not actually be open to a just come back. Yes. You know, come in and tell them what to do. And, and, and that's they, very, very true. You need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. Because yeah. it's like, well, dude, you where just have you been? Who are you? You just, yeah. you just, for the last 
20 years, you just reach and you won't tell me what to do when I've been here doing it for mm -hmm. so long. Yeah. So there needs to be a, a, a mutual respect from both sides. Yes. And we get to the middle yes. ground and, and recognize the, the common goal, right? Yes. Because there's all the common goal is Nevis and the betterment of Nevis and the lives yes. of, of Nevisions. The common goal is St. Lucia and the betterment of the lives and citizens of St. Lucia, yes. right? Yes. Hear me out. Hear me out on this. Now, Chantal, I agree with you. Eh? I agree with you. I think a lot of the just comebacks come back with a lot of hope and like, yo, I, we can do this and we can make things better. We can do this. We can do this. You can do this. Right. But then sometimes many of us have adopted a, a lot of the imperialistic concepts of how mm -hmm. the Caribbean is looked upon as backwards. Mm -hmm. You're behind mm -hmm. or whatever. And you're right. There are people on the ground who are like, yo, this is, you know, like some of the laws that are in parliament and stuff that are very archaic. Or even like, should we need spoken about this, about walking into a government building, you have to have your shoulders covered, right? And yep. you have to have a skirt below your knee and these kind of things like that. There are people at home who are like, no, this is, this is archaic and sexist, right? Who have been yes, trying. It is so, bullshit. Yes, yes. It's, yes, it's bullshit. It's old style exactly. colonial bullshit. So as you're saying the middle ground so sometimes the 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 just come backs right come with this newly fresh energized hope of things of how they can make changes right and then sometimes it can be received as you are talking down to me me this Caribbean mm -hmm. person who has lived at home mm -hmm. who's been doing the work you're talking down to mm -hmm. me like so there is this and sometimes people do talk down to them right yeah. Because yes. you hear people move back, oh, so and so and so, so backward and so backward. We have mm -hmm. to also readdress our mm -hmm. language as well. Because to go back home, mm -hmm. and even yes, we may see having to go inside the government buildings with your shoulders out is not something you can do. As this, you don't see that happening in any Western country, right? <laughs> to address our language and not say backward, because that is already creating a rift. And the defense is going to it get is. up say, who you calling backward? Okay, this is how we do things. Exactly. It is about, if people say this is about dressing respectfully in a respectable building, this is a government office. You cannot just pull up there just so, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 I think it's also addressing our language when we are having these conversations as the just comebacks to not be yes. overly critical as well. Because we, we, I absolutely I agree. Because we'll be moving like you, them Anna. expats we're crawling about. And I hate it. Hey, yes. hey, not me yet. Yes. So take me out of that yes. shit. Yes. I will be not what? a fucking expat. <laughs> something, something that needs to be said. My language. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right? Something that needs to be said. And it can be a form of entitlement as well. Mm. We feel we know better. Some of us, mm. not me. Some of some us, yes, of yes. Us. The, the general we. I understand what you mean, yeah. Shall we? Yeah. There is um, definitely that. Yes, yes. I agree. So can, it, it, it has to be addressed as well. But mm -hmm. definitely, we have to respect the work that the people who do stay here, the people who, keeping it running, it may mm. not be running perfectly, but they're keeping it running. There is no system in the world that runs perfectly, right? And there are improvements that can always be made everywhere in the world. And for me, you know, even as we say, just comebacks, you know, somebody could be here, could have returned 20 years ago and people still calling them just comebacks. Yeah, well, yeah. Right? 
so 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 there is that you know there's there's so many things at play and for me it's about being open to hearing and listening truly listening not listening to respond not listening to respond not listening to say your piece but listening to what the other side is saying Mm -hmm. because thank you and it's about being compassionate that's a conversation that. that should be had that's a conversation that needs to be had. And I wish probably we could address that. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a forum or something, I, I wonder if any organization is listening, maybe some of something like Beyond Ayanola, you know, Fiona with Mandy, mm-hmm. they have their, their forums. And this is a conversation that needs to be had. How could we find a middle ground with the JCBs and the people who are actually here running and doing these things Easy. for years? Easy. How could we find a middle ground? Let me tell you the answer. Because Uh JCBs, and that that includes us, because we come down and say, well, why did all think that? Or why did all, and why did they do this? I've said it many times. Right? Let me tell you the easy solution. If it is, yes, we can have forums and this and that or whatever. It starts from our day-to-day conversations in how we speak. And you know me, Gasa, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So instead of saying, why did you do this? Instead of saying, hey, I see this is happening. How can I help? That instantly changes the dynamic of the conversation because it is recognizing and addressing a problem. But instead of coming from a critical eye, you're coming from from a perspective of, I would like to help and I would like to contribute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and exactly. that is the thing that yeah. will change yeah. it. The day-to-day language. How can I help? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I I know a graphic yeah. designer who can, you know, think this. How can I help? Instead of just mm-hmm. always critiquing yeah. and critiquing and oh, war illusions again. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, Kitishans, you know how Kitishans are already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bajans again, Bajans. So, Hey, it's like we forget where we come from, and we forget even and asking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and asking, yeah. actually asking people what their needs are. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, I literally had just arrived. I was I had stepped off the boat. Like I had just arrived, right? Mm-hmm. And the premier was on the same boat and he was actually um helping me load my suitcases mm-hmm. into my dad's car. And he said, you know, Shani, are you are you here on holiday? Are you are you home? I said, Oh no, no, I'm home. And he said, well, okay. He's like, so what are you going to do? And I looked at him and I said, I'm going to rest. And then I'm going to find out. And then I'm going to find out what the needs are. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I could come in with all these wonderful ideas of what I'm going to do. But how do I know what people need? Yep. Yep. I need to find out. Yeah. I need to actually do some research, ask questions. And then see yeah. what need I can fulfill. Yeah. But I can't just come in, guns blazing. I'm gonna who said people want that? Who said exactly. people want that? Who said people interested yeah. in that? Who say? And how you know if you've just been here for two minutes? You don't know, girl. You don't know. You don't and know also, someone so- has tried it and failed or something that- some kink could not be ironed Thank out for you. some something. Exactly. And talk to them. And why didn't it work out? Figure out, what, did you not have enough support? Mm-hmm. You know, what What was it when you tried to do this thing, why it didn't take off? And maybe we can collaborate and try again together, right? 
that's but what I've learned. Me, I find there's not enough conversations. There aren't there aren't enough conversations. People just come in with assumptions about yes. what's needed. Yes, yes. Right. You know, you know what I've learned. I've through through the world reimagined, and you know the the project is coming to like a close now. We're having a big big grand finale in Trafalgar Square mm. this weekend, and the gloves are going up for auction. And you know, I came to understand that there may be some challenges in getting the globe sold. And everyone will be like, but why? The globes are so beautiful. Like, who would not want them? It's not that people don't want them. People don't have the space. They don't have somewhere to store it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we if we gift mm-hmm. them to say one of the councils or governments or whatever, the gift mm-hmm. comes with an expense for them because it needs to be insured. It needs to be maintained right if they get mash up mm-hmm. somebody had to come fix mm-hmm. it that's money right so that's something they will have to budget into the into their annual expenses so it's even me taking mm-hmm. a, a step back and looking at even logistical issues because it's not to say like in the caribbean it's like we are a bunch of idiots that don't see the problem right like say what's happening with flow i'm sure every every division was 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 pissed off with flow for not having their internet be it for work or be it for them to go on instagram or whatever everyone was frustrated about it but understanding the logistical issue as to why it was not working right it and all of these things stem you know into colonialism as to why. So, for example, maybe the people was late to come and fix your thing because one man could not come because he had to go to his, his aunt's funeral and it was late because the man who's supposed to do the autopsy, you know, is on leave or could not get the boat from St. Kitts. And it's a knock-on effect because resource creates ease. So things that take much longer in the Caribbean as well, alongside the brain drain that we don't have the resource when you look at the convenience of the uk because the uk is a rich fucking country so you cannot make it's unfair to make the comparison oh i can order something and it arrives so and oh if i just call someone so and tell them my internet is down they come and fix it what resource because they have the resources and we don't so it's it's unfair Mm. to make to compare the the two experiences of the usa the uk canada europe because these are rich countries For me, Fiona, I do understand what you're saying, but I also very strongly stand by the fact that there is an acceptance of mediocre customer service. And so you come to expect it. Yeah, I will. You come to accept it. Yeah, And and there is no, whether whether you're in the Caribbean, whether you're in the UK, Canada, wherever, it doesn't matter. As a paying customer, there are levels, yep. right? And there's also this little gem called communication. <laughs> and I find that as a customer, if you tell me, if you give me the full story, then I become human again. Yeah. And I become compassionate. And one of the things that frustrates me, anywhere I am in the world, it don't matter, is a lack of communication. Yeah. So if B if BT or O2 or Gift Gap and they have also fucked up and pissed off their customers, but what makes it different is they communicate sometimes. Well, yes. most of the times. Yes. And okay. they will tell you we are we are we are running six hours late. Okay. It now happened today. Yes. <laughs> and you're yes. pissed. Of course yes. you're pissed off. Because you you've waited at home all day. 
Like, hey, mm-hmm. yes. they've let you know. Sometimes they don't. And when they don't, it's problems. They don't go on the dip. When they don't go on the defense, they accept it. Like, okay, yeah, we fucked up. So this is what we're gonna do. We're when gonna we, when we actually fix the problem, yeah, we're gonna give you a discount. Oh, we're gonna yes. give you two months free. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So go on now, Thanks. Yes. Right. And You're I, right. I think we have to we have to be really considerate of that, right? And what are, what are we willing to accept? I have a big question for you. Okay. I have a big ask question for you. Oh. Okay, when people buy their customer service. Why? I would say that that is a case by case. I would say it's case by because there are some islands I've been to where customer service is exemplary. I don't know what the difference is with with whether it's training. I I don't know. Okay. But let me tell you. Okay, I I have a question. I have a follow-up question before you you go on. Mm -hmm. The Caribbean's main, well, not for every island, but Hmm. majority of the islands has many economies, tourism. Or is tourism yeah. is one of their economies to some capacity. So Trinidad mm. is not mm. a tourism-based no. economy, but Tobago is, right? So there mm. is always an interconnection with tourism to some capacity. Senusha, this is our number one. Mm-hmm. So how is it that we can run an entire economy based on service <laughs> and be successful mm-hmm. When people say, mm-hmm. oh, Bajan's so rude. And if you go for immigration, but, but, but Barbados is one of the number one most visited destinations in, in the Caribbean. Oh, Jamaicans, mm-hmm. boy, don't mess it, Kingston, Jamaicans. Hey, excuse me. How is it that we have such a great reputation for a place to visit and enjoy and mm-hmm. get your cocktails mm-hmm. served to you by the pool? Hmm? Well, I just saying customer service in the Caribbean depends on what the color of your skin is there. Eh? Of course it does, Fiona. We know that we are, we still have so much unpacking to do, you know, to get out of this, you know, colonial mindset, this, this, you know, this plantation style tourism, because tourism, there are different types of tourism and the, the successful tourism generally in the Caribbean has been based and is based on the plantation style, right? Mm -hmm. Where it is ingrained in servitude okay and there are many islands that are looking to change that and have moved away from that template and are move steadily moving away from that template and so with that we then have we then have people who work in the tourism industry that have been passed this down from generation to generation that they switch on the manners and the smiles when the white person appears correct okay I don't know if any of you have had the experience of dining at a hotel or a restaurant and you are treated one way, but a white family or a white person comes in and all of a sudden the light bulb comes on, sunshine, flowers, butterflies, almost like a Disney movie, the birds singing around them. (laughs) And you're like, wait, this is the same hostess who... When I asked her for the menu, push up she mouth to show right. me where I could go and get up off my ass to yes. go and get the menu. This can't <laughs> be the same person. This truly must have been a switch. I put down my head and her twin has appeared because it cannot be the same person who is now, good afternoon and welcome to Bedrock. Oh, it must be a twin. Yeah. Her, her, tw- her twin must have taken over. She's she gone when in I, the back. Yes. 
or his twin or his twin or his twin or his absolutely twin. hello unconscious bias 100 <laughs> or his twin so it must be so yes there is a lot of work to be done fiona because it's centuries of unpacking yep mm-hmm. yes it's centuries and it's, it's it's very disheartening sometimes it's very sad it's very sad to see it in action and to be on the receiving end of that and because you're like my people my money I work hard for it the same way these people work hard for it I am paying for my food I am not here begging you for a free meal I I am a pleasant person unless I get to that level right and I try my very best to be compassionate because I don't know what kind of day you've had. I don't know who's pissed you off. I don't know if you bun up your finger. You know, I don't know if you, you, you hurt yourself while dicing up those lemons. I don't know what pain you're carrying. But surely the same way that you can greet those people is the same way you can greet me. Especially when I come in with my big, good afternoon, good morning, how are you? Because I genuinely want to know how you're doing. <laughs> I don't ask that question frivolously. I actually am asking, how are you doing? Because I care. Yep. Because all I see in front of me is me. And whether that's in male, female, whatever it is, when I look at you, I see me. And so I care. I'm not just asking you for asking sake. And the fact that you can't even open up your mouth to greet me back. But when these people come in, you're like, good afternoon. I know that we still have a lot of work to do. Yep. So all of this, all of this, when you are moving home, you have to know what you're up against, right? But even with all of that, there's no other place I'd rather be. Hey, go. Listen, no other place. There is not. Listen, there is no, no place. Other place. There is no, no place. place. There is no place. It's. I think, despite its problems, home is home. Home is home, and it's home is home. Right. Yo, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll hey, do my best, Fiona. I. <laughs> we could go to these countries and do our best there. We could do our best at home as well. Yeah, I think. Um, I think the thing is, is that. I prefer to be at home and to be able to help to contribute to my society than to contribute to society that's not mine, where I'm seen as a foreigner, right? Mm -hmm. I prefer to contribute. And you know, the thing is, people acting like, yo, London and America, Europe, whatever, is a bed of roses. It's not. It has its own issues. Oh, okay. It has its own very, very serious (laughs) issues. So I prefer to work through the issues, the problems in my own country and help to contribute to make it better than for me to be pouring myself in the best years of my life into Mm -hmm. a place that's not mine. I have appreciated so much the education, the experience, the life experience that I've got from here. But my time Mm -hmm. is up now. I'm ready to give back to my home. I'm ready. I have learned so much from being in the UK. I am so thankful for that. I really am. I don't want to, Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, this place is shit and whatever. No, yes, no, it can be, course, but, but if I'm not going to give back to my home, then when I don't want to be those older West Indians who move back home after they finish build their house from a distance mm. and they move into their house and then they die three weeks later, which yeah. happens so many times. 
Girl, it's all the yeah. time. It's a huge culture shock. They're lonely. They're disconnected from the culture so much. The dream that they had been aspiring for for 30 years, it happens. And then what? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. I'm not going mm-hmm. to be that person. Yeah. And so there it is. You know, our little contribution to the exodus conversation it's been wonderful ladies it's been wonderful and next week like we said we have zoe smith founder of the exodus collective she'll be coming through to give her perspective and actually building her business around blackzit and the desire to leave and to relocate to repatriate to build and to contribute to building and what that looks like from a very practical standpoint, a very practical perspective. So we're very much looking forward to having Zoe of the Exodus Collective here with us, here with the Relatable Crew. Before we wrap up, amen, amen. (laughs) Let's touch on what is bringing you joy. What's been bringing me joy this week? I think it's just making plans for my business, the th- what, the one I'm, the new one I'm embarking on, and preparing for it, and coming up with names, and doing this and that, and just planning. That's been bringing me joy because I'm excited. Mm. Alongside all the other things I'm doing, I'm really excited about this one. Um, nice. it's something I've been wanting to do for a little while now, and I. I have big plans for it. So that's what's been bringing me joy alongside all the other stuff. Cool. You know, all the other humans that's been bringing me joy. But yes, that's what's been bringing me joy this week. And Chantal, what was bringing you joy? Uh-uh. What's bringing me joy right now is the fact that I am going to be seeing my girl Winnie L on <laughs> Sunday and spending some time with her. We're doing a shoot with one of the most amazing Navision photographers. Casey! No way! And just so excited and honored. I think this is the second time now I'm having photos taken by Casey and I feel very privileged. Oh, this she is be amazing. amazing and storyteller so I'm looking forward with working with Navision creatives it's 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 one of my dreams to somehow one day form a collective of Ketitian and Navision creatives who are just doing so many wonderful things for us so that's what's bringing me joy Fiona what about you what's bringing me joy I guess is the anticipation for tomorrow for the big grand finale of the world imagined I think to see mm. all the globes together in Trafalgar Square. I mean, never before in the history of Britain has been so publicly recognized Britain's role in the transatlantic slave trade. And for it to be done in such a beautiful, celebratory way. Um, tomorrow is a day of honoring and celebrating those who resisted and those who survived. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for tomorrow. And I want all the press to come. I want all of them to come and for it to just... You know, for all the artists to get their their flowers tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm glad it's happening in the epicenter of London, just just for the two days. But I want it to be baddest, baddest, baddest. So that's what I'm. That's what's yes. making me happy right now. I love the disruption. I'm here for the disruption. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Disrupting. Yes, disrupt that space. space. What we are there for? Yes, loving it, loving it, loving it. Well, ladies. It's been a journey, <laughs> this episode. It's been a journey. 
a long I one. I, 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 <laughs> a long one, a long one. So we need to say our goodbyes, man. Yes, yes. Say our goodbyes. <laughs> As always, thank everyone for tuning in, for being patient with us, for supporting us for showing us so much love. We would love for you to listen to our podcast, share with your friends, follow us on Instagram. Let us know how you feel about the different topics. You know, this is for you. We want to hear your voices as well. We made an announcement for the last one and we haven't done it. And we promise next week there will be a Dear Relatable segment. If you want us to help you you know, kind of wade through something that's happening in your life. We are not qualified therapists. We can only give you our opinions. You can dive into our DMs. Let us know what to go on. Right. Started off with Dear Relatable. Shereen, what is our actual email address? Because, you know, I don't forget. Let people know. Relatable podcast. Relatable with an E. R-E-L-A-T-E-A-B-L-E podcast at gmail.com. So send in your dear relatable letters and we will do our best to add some different perspectives to whatever it is you kind of want figured out or need to be figuring out. Yeah. Oh, anything else to add, Sherwin, Fiona? Yes, our jumpers are available. We have our jumpers. It's sweater season and they're on sale. Chantal's going to put the um, link in the bio for the for the jumpers and i will also add it to my amazing show notes <laughs> which i know everybody takes time to read so yes <laughs> the amazing show notes fiona yes ma'am my love no i just want to thank you all for listening i think this was a very full episode yes. we covered a lot of things and i just want yeah. to thank you all for listening <laughs> we did <laughs> yeah it was it was all but it was <laughs> I think it was a great conversation and I want to thank you all too. But, you know, I think there's just, there's so much to think about in the things that we spoke about, but that all of us are here together with the one common goal, be it you just come or you never left or you'll come and go and come and go. All of us want to see the Caribbean become great, greater and to succeed and for us to no longer to have that dependence or feel that we have to change our accent or, or, or kiss Okay, the asses of, of expats and tourists, you know, and that we can deal with that. We will get there because there are too many of us who think and feel the same way. So yeah, that's my that's my two cents. We are getting there. We are getting there. Slowly but surely, things are changing. The tide is turning. All right, my loves. So you know where to find us, wherever you get your podcast fix. And remember, a shared journey brings, brings hope. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.